Triple M footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. So many spills. Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. G'day everybody, welcome to MG's Rugby League Rundown. It's Maroon here and joining me, of course, the man himself, Mark Geyer. How are you, MG? Anthony Maroon, great to see you, my man. I'm on uh, holidays with my uh, morning job, but um, when I saw what was happening in rugby league this week, I knew you, I knew you were in this chair for Liam. Mm. I had to jump on because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there is, mate. I thought you'd, I thought you'd be up on the on the sandy coast visiting the the, the parents. Uh, done that already, and I'll right. be doing it again next week. I, I might even try and head to the slopes next week and get some snow in. Beautiful, beautiful. Old Not MG. That I'm a skier. No, I, I was, I didn't want to sound stupid, but I, I can't ever remember this coming up before. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, it's a whim. They call it a whim, a whim hop. Yeah. Why not, mate? Hey, um, Reese Walsh has copped a three-match suspension after being found guilty. Um, a three-hour judiciary hearing. He's going to miss Origin 3. Yep. Mm, so before I ask you um, who comes into play for Origin 3 as the fullback, it's been an emotional few weeks for uh, Reese Walsh, mostly on the up, mostly good stuff. Uh, do you think this punishment is justified? <sighs> probably. Yeah, probably. Look, I, the first step towards forgiveness in, in any walk of life is admittance. You've got to admit that you've done something wrong before you can. we can all get on with life. And we also we also saw who he directed the tirade at. And um, if he apologised straight after the game, instead of smothering it with his teammates, et cetera, he maybe gets off with a fine. But the circus that then followed with he said, she said, you know, bringing – bringing other players into it. Um, we all swore, you know, but saying he swore at a teammate and his captain, he even said he swore at Pat Carrigan. Well, that's probably just as bad, mm, you know, if you're mm. saying that. Um, but let's not kick the kid while he's down. Look, I, I he's he's only a kid. He's only 20. Um, he's he's a wonderful talent who is, who is great for our game and, and he's made a mistake like we all have in, in our lives. But hopefully he learns from this and, Comes back after the suspension, you know, remorseful and, and eager to help his team get to the grand final. But, yeah, I, I think if he's had a, a meteoric rise to, to where he's at at the moment, he's now one of the superstars of our game. He's now one of the, you know, he's only 20 years of age. And he's one of the top, I'd say, top five players, recognisable players in our game already. And he's, he's only 20. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot worse for him as far as attention goes as, he's, as his career goes on. So he's got to learn to live with it. He's kind of... It's kind of been building up to something like that on the weekend against the Titans because a couple of things he said and the way the Origin two ended and look, I love his passion. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm never going to temper that. But just someone's got a little whisper in his ear about mate, you know, it's it's a long career. You you got another twelve, fifteen years of doing this. So uh, if you learn from this, you're going to be in good stead. If you if you go back on the field after your three weeks off and continue to do what you're doing, well, your fame is going to be short-lived. Mm. And apart, as uh, you know, as far as the punishment is concerned, MG, you would have to think one thing we don't need in our game now that it's becoming more, much more female-friendly, and young kids who want to be a referee, young kids coming through the NRL, we just can't have players speaking to referees like that. No, and I think that's where the referee on the weekend, I think it was Butler who, in question, if he thinks that, Reese Walsh was swearing at him and, and said what he said at him. He should have sent him off. 
I think that's kind of a bit of a blurred line there as well. If if he did, he heard what he said, and and we all, I, I think he directed it at the ref. It was all, you know, it's passion on the field. We all we've all had it. I've I've had it many a time. And you, as soon as you say something, you go, "Geez, I wish I didn't say that." Mm. Um, then you got March ten for it. That would have been the opportunity for A to bin him or B to send him off, and to make a stance what you just said about all the the new watches of our code and mainly kids and and women. He probably should have sent him off if he if he believed that he swore at him. Yeah. Um. I, I think that would have made the best statement, and then that's probably puts Reese Walsh out one game instead of three. I. Yeah. Look, it's it's a it's a harsh it's a harsh but fair punishment, I think. And what about Origin three? You know, we can talk about it being a dead rubber or it isn't a dead rubber, but at the no end of the day, thing. no nah, such thing as a dead rubber. Yeah. And and mate, either way, they're going to be looking for the ultimate. Well, they're going to want to make it three nil. But of who, course so they are. Who, who plays fullback in Origin three for Queensland? Um, I think AJ Brimson plays fullback for them. I think that with Caelan Ponga in this kind of middle ground at the moment, he, he's you know he didn't get picked for the first game, and then so basically said, "Well, I don't want to play Origin this year anyway. I want to concentrate on getting the Knights up the ladder." That's kind of ruled him out, I think. Um, and I think AJ Brimson was eighteenth man in game two, so I think automatic. You know, selection. He goes into the team hmm. without any without any ripples, really. Now, MG, there's been a couple of things happen in rugby league in the car the last ten days, let's say. Yep, that have come from nowhere. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about this one now, but the first one, of course, was the the Des Hasler transition into wow. the Titans. Wow. But then this one, mate, uh, this came from nowhere too. I thought Luke Brooks signs a four year deal with Manly worth about six fifty k. Josh Schuster resigns for about 800k per season. He's going to play in the in the back row. Mm. Um, let's start with that. Is Luke Brooks a good signing for Manly or B, we don't know yet? Well, yeah, you make a good point. We don't know yet, I don't think. But on face value, I think it's – I think the, the divorce from the Tigers uh, is coming for years. It's been, you know – Luke Brooks, every time something happens at the Tigers, every time they win a game, he never gets the credit. Every time they lose, it's his fault. So we've seen we've seen this marriage on the rocks for a, for quite a while. They've had a lot of counselling per se. If you you know put, to put it in layman's, they've they've been to the psychologist. They've paid their thousand dollars and they've come back and for for a week or two they're happy, and all of a sudden there's cracks in the in the armour again. I, it had to happen. I think it had to happen. Yeah. He's only twenty eight. He's got another four or five six years of rugby league. He might as well enjoy it, um, and I think it's a good signing. I think with DCE maybe retiring in a year or two, he'll get as, as much knowledge out of him as he can. And you know, as far as Schuster goes, well, he's you know he's been kissed you know where on the bum mm. by an angel with the mm. the money he's on for the performance he's putting out. Yeah, um, I I would put him at lock Schuster. I'd say, mate, your next next season you're coming. You're on eight hundred thousand. We we've agreed to that. And look. You know how much you're worth, how much we're willing to pay you. We're, we're willing to pay you $800,000. For that amount of money, you're a lock forward. And I think on the edge, he goes missing too much. Um, at 5'8", he's a little bit flippant. Uh, he's a little bit – they're probably too big for a 5'8", if, you, you know, if you've got to you know, watch the way he plays and stuff. And I think he's got to work on one thing in the off-season, and that's his defense. He's just got to get down and get dirty because he's about 107 kilos. He's a big boy. Mm. He's six foot four. Um, he's got the size on his side. He's just got to have the intent now to get, get that ball and start running holes. And I think he's a perfect lock forward. I think he's going to be. A, I think he could play lock forward easily at Manly. Jake put Jake up in front row, and 
Um, you know, they look like all of a sudden they've got Tommy Talao coming over uh, from the Tigers. They've got Jackson Polo coming over from the Roosters. That back line starts to look like a, has a little bit of venom in it, you know, with um, Brooks and, and DCE and Ruben Garrick and Tommy Turbo next year. So all of a sudden you've got a back line that can match most. Now you've got to find out where this puzzle, this piece of the puzzle called Josh Schuster fits. Mm. And for mine, he fits in at lock forward. And that's his only position I'd play. I think if either that or he's, he's, he's on way too much money to justify him putting him on the bench. So to get, to get bang for buck, you've got to put him on and leave him on for 80 minutes. So moving forward, Luke Brooks leaves the Tigers. Um, obviously, Tommy Talao does too. Yep. Um, now, rumblings, though, out of the Tigers over the weekend and in the early part of this week that Benji had already wanted out. There was some sort of a, uh, a you know, a bit of a, a kerfuffle, a little bit of an argument with Scott Fulton. Yep. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Obviously, MG, from those of us who haven't been in a rugby league team, around a rugby league team, I'm sure people are having arguments all the time. Oh, of course they are. Mm. And... When you when you're like even though the Tigers are on the bottom of the ladder, they're they're a very high high profile team here in Sydney. Um, a for the the coaching staff they've assembled with Tim Sheens and uh, Benji Marshall and Robbie Farah's there somewhere, and they they're they're kind of they're in the spotlight from whether they like it or not. Um, they've got a a big supporter base in the Sydney area. Um, it's, yeah, it does. It happens all the time. It's just that most times we don't hear about the other things that happen. This is the only thing about the Tigers. They're very – someone's leaking something to someone about different things that are happening because um, I think a lot of football um, development blokes, uh, what are they called, football officers like Scott Fulton is a de- um, – Tone, what's his, what's, his, what's his mantra, Tone? Uh, he's uh, retention and recruitment. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of them and coaches don't see eye to eye. And Benji Marshall's at the moment, he's not the coach. So he's going to see he's when he, when he coaches his team, he's going to have, he wants to have close to the 13 that he wants. Otherwise, I don't think he'd want to do it. And I think those, I think Lee Hedgepatalis would have made him aware of the fact that once he gets a steering wheel, he's going to have the passengers that he wants. Mm. And, you know, that's, I, I think Benji's going to make a great coach. I think, Tim Sheens, look, he was my first ever coach in first grade. He's a fantastic operator. You know, he's he got Canberra to their first grand final in no, no he didn't. He got um in eighty seven it was uh Bennett, Wayne Bennett and Don uh, Ferner. Mm. Yeah. And so in eighty nine, but they got him their first grand final. Um, Sheens, he first was premiership, Penrith. yeah. So he, he knows what he's talking about. He got the Tigers their first premiership. Yeah, he's in, in his early to mid seventies now, but um I don't think you ever lose the ability to coach or to to operate the way he does, he's a good he's a good customer. Is he shares? I like I like the way he operates. And um, look, now that Brooks is gone, who do they go for? You know, and, the, and there's two names that pop to mind straight away that I think you can either go for with a kind of a similar player um, who's had a bit of experience. He's now at the Cowboys in Chad Townsend, mm-hmm. or you can go for a young gun who is probably not going to get in the side until you know a bit like. When you're a Penrith or you're a, you're a Melbourne Storm or, or a Roosters, you don't really get into that them halfback roles or five eight roles until the player in front of them gets injured, and that's going to happen to young Jonah Pezzett in Melbourne. Um, I think that the fact that he's got um, he, in front of him who he's got in front of him makes his tenure at there probably only only on, on injury basis. 
Um, so I think I think a Jonah Pezzett would be a fantastic signing at the Tigers, a young kid who's um, captain the New South Wales 19s, I think, last year or 18s last year. Every time he gets his opportunity in the Melbourne Storm's first team, he looks good. But maybe as a as a stopgap for that, you could get someone like Chad Townsend, who um, you know rumours were at the start of this all all this that that was where um, Brooks was going. Uh, so I think I think that might have upset a little bit Chad Townsend the fact that they were even thinking about bringing Brooks to North Queensland. So he kind of thinks to himself, okay. If they were contemplating bringing Brooks to the Cowboys, well, that means that my time here is getting close to the end. So where am I going to reinvent myself? You know, I'm, I've got family in Sydney. I'm from the Sharks. I've, uh, I've come up here. Is Super League an option? Probably not. I'm not ready for that yet. I want to go to the Tigers. And I think it'd be a perfect fit for the Tigers. It's amazing, MG, how quickly the halfback stocks dry up. So Brooks oh. leaves the Tigers uh, yeah. and Hunt, more or less suggests that when he goes, you're going to a club in southeast Queensland. So there you get. There's two options you don't have. If you don't get Chad Townsend and you don't get Troy Pezzett, you're a uh, Jonah Pezzett at least. That's uh, Troy's father. Yeah, if you don't, if, if you don't get Jonah Pezzett, then maybe you're looking to the Super League. You know, maybe you're looking. I mean, there's um, Blake Austin. Blake Austin's over there. Lachlan Lamb's over there. You know, mate. That if they don't get a halfback, the Tigers, things could be worse than ever. Yeah, you're, I, I think they'd have a contingency plan tone. I think they'd have something up their sleeve, the Tigers. I, I don't think they'd just let Brooks go without saying, okay, we've got two or three players who we want to target. If we get one of them, we're going well. If we get two of them, we're going extra extraordinary. So, yeah, they'd, they'd have a plan B and a plan C. They wouldn't. You can't just go into a rugby league season without a halfback. It's, their, hmm. it's the main, besides probably a, a sensational dummy half, I suppose halfback is the, is the number one spot in, they're the quarterbacks of every team, aren't they? So mm. um, everyone needs a really good halfback, and everyone, every team usually needs a good backup halfback as well. You can see what's happened with Cogger now at Penrith, um, like O'Sullivan did last year, um, deputised beautifully for, for Nathan Cleary when he was out, um, and young Cogger's doing the same thing at Penrith. Now, he, he could be another one they look at. He yeah. could be another one now that his stocks have risen a bit after the last few games with Penrith in first grade with uh, in, uh, Nathan Cleary's injured, injured hamstring. He's another one who they could be looking at. So, um, yeah, while the stocks aren't as succulent as they once were, there are still players there. And I, I like I like your idea. I like the idea of so a lot of players go over Super League really early um, because they kind of, you know, they put the tail between their legs and say, I'm not going to play first grade here, so I'm going to go to Super League, get some good money. And then midway through my career or to the back, of the back end of my career, the opportunity might come up to go back to um, the NRL. And that that might happen with a lot of uh, a lot of players. Because I think if you write up a list now of halfbacks who are currently in the uh, N5-8s who are currently in the English Super League who potentially could come back, you'd probably come up with 10, yeah. 10 or so names. So there's there's another little basket you can you know grab your eggs out of as well. Yeah, Mitchell Pearce is one we didn't mention. Anyway, mate, moving along, Broncos confirmed that they did contact the Dragons for Ben Hunt trying to get a release, but they've conceded defeat here. This means that Ben Hunt is likely to remain at the Dragons at least for the rest of the season. So, But what does that mean? We know that the, <laughs> the, the Dragons are prepared to stand their ground, but do they want to keep a bloke that doesn't want to be there? I feel like, MG, just let let him go. You're at, the, you're at absolute rock bottom. Go, there's your foundation. Start again. The bloke doesn't want to be here. Let him go. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm, I'm, 
So the thing about this is the what's the word I'm looking for the the, the the difference in what happens in all of this. There is no difference because the irony of it all is the Tigers have just told three or four of their players that they can move on. The Roosters have told three or four of their players that they can move on, and, and if they find a club now, they can move on. Um, yeah, the big front row. What's his name? Um, Lodge. Is the, Lodge is Lodge is one. So what's the difference when a player says, "I want to go"? The club can't have all the power. I, I, it's a shit thing for the game. It's yeah, it the is. worst. It's the biggest blight in our game that there is at the moment. Because guess who, as always, are the entity who get punished? The fans. The fans. Yeah. And where are we in rugby league without fans? We are nowhere. Mm. We are nowhere. And again, they, you know, to be a rugby league fan in in 2023, you've got to be very, very fickle. You've got to have you've got to have a good constitution because you just love the game like we do. But there is a tipping point. There is a bloody tipping point. So there's been talk about mid-season drafts. There's been talk about transfer windows. There's been talk about a lot of things. But I don't think you're going to stop it. I don't think you're going to stop it with the avalanche of player managers there are now in our game. You know, when I played, my last year was uh, was 2000, and my first year was 1985. I got a manager in 1990. And that's before that was my accountant, uh, Brian Tracy, who kind of managed me as well. But then I got a, uh, Wayne Beavers with my first manager in 1990. He was one of about three or four in the NR, in the New South Wales Rugby League back then. I would, I would hazard a guess at the moment there would be at least 200, maybe 300 yeah, player managers out yeah. there at the moment. Wow. So, and they have, they have the power because you can see what's happening in different clubs where a certain player manager might like one of his players to go to a club where he's got. See, there's five or six coaches who um, are under the same banner as you know one one player manager. There's a couple under another. So obviously, you want your players that you're managing to go to a place that your your coach is coaching. There, there has to be something. There's got to be a. There's got to be a let up. There's got to be something happening in, that stops all this, you know, under undercarriage transport mm. happening because. Um, I don't know what the answer is, Tone. I don't know. I, it's going to keep happening because the, as long as clubs can do it, if you, if okay, we'll stop clubs from doing it. Stop clubs from saying to, to, to players midway through a year, you can go look somewhere else. Yeah. Then it, then it might stop players saying, well, I want to go because, you know, the, he did it last year and the clubs did it this year. So there's precedence for it. Um, but it's just, it's just a dog's breakfast, you know. It's, it's, it's so bad for the game. But there's, the, I don't see anywhere in the, the short term how we're going to fix it. Mm. Coaches aside, though, mate, there's a real danger where we see these clubs that have six or seven players with the same manager. Then we've got a problem. Oh, of course. Of course. Because, you know, I know that um, Isaac Moses has got a few at Manly at the moment. Um, I know the Orr brothers have got a few at different clubs. So I, then they're the only ones we, know, we hear about. I mean, as I said, there's a lot, a lot of managers out there. Yeah. And and look, I don't managers get into the game for the for two reasons. One, they want to help the kid out who has come to them for help. And two, they want to make some money themselves. It's oh, a business. Shit, shit. Rugby, yeah. rugby mm. league's a business. I don't I don't begrudge anyone trying to make money um, out of our game because it's a it's a it's a it's a big honeypot. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see, you can see when people want to make you know everyone, I've, I've wanted to make as much as I can in the short amount of time that I played and. I wish I knew a lot of things that I know now that I knew then because I would have done things hmm. a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, I look, it's, it's, 
I just I, I just feel for the fans. I, I always do. You know, I'm a fan now. I, I'm, I sit back and watch, and um, when my club brings out their jerseys, their sixth one for the year, <laughs> my kid my kid wants it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And we, and we and we pay for it because mm. we want it. We we support the pair. We support the team. Right, OMG. Going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will preview this week's round of footy. Righto, mate. Let's have a look at this round. Uh, starting off with uh, Sharkies and Dragons. All eyes will be on Ben Hunt again, but. You know, this joint venture is staring down the barrel of its first wooden spoon. I honestly feel like, MG, they could go the rest of the season and not win a game, the Dragons. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say how much damage has been inflicted upon them. I know Shane Flanagan is coming, and I know that he's going to be, he's going to have a big say in what happens. I, I, I think that's been one of their better signings over the last however long they've been in, in the competition as a joint venture. I think he's been the one thing. I think he's been a really good signing for them because um, I know him. I know him not personally. I know him to say g'day to and have a chat to. We, we usually both go to the Star of the Sea up there at Terrigal and run into each other doing a walk along the water and stuff. And um, and he, I like his I like his take on rugby league. You know, he's kind of that guy who makes – he simplifies everything. And even when he's commentating – on Fox Sports, I I like what he says has to say. It doesn't he doesn't bombard me with, with with stuff that I just say no far out. I mean you're you're you know I'd hate to be coached by you because I, I I'm actually it's the opposite. I think it'd be good to be coached by. So yeah, but you're right. Um, this Sharks team could do a, a job on um, the Dragons on uh, tonight. And is it tonight? No, tomorrow night. Good thing it's good yeah, thing it's Thursday, Thursday night. night. Mm. Um. Yes, it's it's one of them games where I think the Sharkies are you know are a lay down there against the Dragons team who um that's, that's a good point you make I didn't realise that they're staring down their first ever wooden spoon as a joint venture that's um that's diabolical if that happens and the whole thing this whole Ben Hunt thing's been handled I think it started off pretty poorly but I think in the last week or so we've seen both parties come together since Origin they sat down and I think this was the biggest show of support for the fans mainly. I think they come to an agreement to say, well, you know what, Ben, if you want to walk away now, we we don't want you to, but um, we're gonna we want to keep you for the end of the year. Otherwise, if we let you go now, we're gonna be as we're gonna look as weak as piss as to our members, to yeah. our fans, yeah. and everyone who. Then we might have Jack Bird and Jaden Sewer, and we might have Josh Kerr's just gone to the Dolphins. We we can't afford to lose any more players, so yeah. we're gonna put our line in the sand. And I say bravo to the Dragons hierarchy for handling it the way they have because that's the first time I think in three or four years that I've said bravo to the Dragons hierarchy. But mm. this time they got it right. This time they've done exactly what they had to do. I don't want to play a play next to me in the defensive line who doesn't want to be next to me when we go in for, and we're, it's 10 minutes to go and we're, we're down by two points and we're trying to get back. And you look at the bloke to the right of me and he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Mm. That's what I don't want to happen. Um, but Ben Hunt is a professional. Ben Hunt is a professional player. He he would never let the team down. I know he's getting itchy feet. He wants to go back to Queensland to see his family. So play out this year and then then bon voyage, I say. Mate, uh, this is an interesting game. Uh, full house in Auckland. Warriors going for four in a row. Rabbitohs have lost four of their last five. Mm. Do you think the Rabbitohs are on the slide? Who do you like in this one? The Warriors, for mine, are that team this year um, who have come from nowhere and could win the whole bloody thing. Um, look, they've won, what have they won, two in a row or something? Or, or they've the won Warriors th- is, three in a row. This will be four if they can get it. Yeah, and 
to answer your first part of the question, there's something wrong with the Rabbitohs at the moment. I, I, they're missing. Look, any team who misses their best player is that way. Manly were the same with that Tom Trebojevic. Um, you can see South Sydney are the same with that Latrell. There's a big difference when, and with all due respect to Blake Taff, there's all there's a big there's a, such a difference when you're lining sitting in the dressing room before you go out in a game and sitting in that number one locker is is Latrell Mitchell putting his boots on. You kind of just grow three inches and you. You, you play better. You simply do because you know that your best player is back playing. And that, that's probably going to happen to South. So I reckon I'll, I'll tread a bit of water until the trail comes back. And but saying that, I, I don't think they should be so reliant on one player as much as they do with so many good players in that team. Um, saying that, but Jai Arrow, who's, who started this season on fire, played Origin the first game, was on fire. They're missing his grunt in the middle. Um, that performance last week was just wasn't, wasn't there. Um, I, I really thought that they were ordinary uh, against the Cowboys, um, but the Warriors—you can't take anything away from them. They're they're snugly sitting in fifth position, mm. and along with the, I think the teams that are coming in this last what is it? We were ten down, uh, ten rounds remaining. Um, as we round the turn, we head for the winning post, and there we come around <laughs> the outside, and it looks like the Cowboys are coming to get him, and it looks like the Eels are coming, and it looks like the Warriors are just going to pep him at the post. <laughs> Um, but they're the ones. I think the Cowboys, I know Gus Gould said something about five or six weeks ago. It was after the Cowboys had probably lost another game. He said, I know they're losing, but there's something there. So He said, once once it, Origin's over, he said the Cowboys hmm. are going to come good. And, and now they are. His, his words are proving to be prophetic. What are you saying you think they'll win the comp, the Cowboys? I don't think the Cowboys win the comp. No, I don't. Hmm. Okay. I don't think they'll win the comp. I think the comp at the moment, if I had to say... If I had to say who win the comms at the moment, it's out of Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne, and the rest is up in the air. Mm. The rest is up in the air. I, I can I honestly, even the way Brisbane played on the weekend against Titans, and with its origin period uh, affecting them so profoundly, I think they're going to they're going to wobble a bit out of origin. I think they're going to come out with the wobbles, and maybe they mightn't. Re- Look, last year they were in a similar position, and they kind of capitulated. So. Will the same happen this year? Probably not because they've got Reese Walsh at fullback. And I think that's the big difference. He's got X Factor. He'll sit out his three weeks. He'll come back with that burning desire. And I think they'll be I think they'll be top four. Um Sharks, well they didn't they have fifty points put on them? So they can't win the comp. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, good. yeah. Mm. Mm. So if they've got to break a big hoodoo if they want to win the you know, win mm. the competition this year, the Sharkies. I don't think the Sharks can win the comp this year. But I do think the Warriors can if they get. Imagine playing the Warriors in New Zealand at a home home final. Yeah, my goodness. Well, Souths are going to this weekend. It's a sold out crowd already in Auckland, um, so we're going to get a little glimpse of what it's going to be like if if uh, the Warriors get a home semi. And I feel sorry for the your Rabbitohs this weekend, Anthony Maroon. Yeah, it's hard to think where. Where do you what? think is where do you think the Rabbitohs have gone wrong? What, like you're there, no, you, mm. you're up there with one of the, the best supporters, and yeah. we know mm. where have they gone wrong. Well, look, I think um, you know if if we you know just broad strokes, you look at the last five weeks, they've had thirty points put on them every week, and even when they won, the Titans put twenty eight on them, but they are missing Latrell. But as you said, they're also been missing Jairo. They have been missing Burgess. They yep. have been, you know, influenced by the amount of players they've lost to Origin. So I'm not overly concerned, mate. I think if you can go into cruise control, Latrell will be back around about round 21, and then you've got six or seven weeks. And I reckon as long as you finish in the top four. If you don't finish yep. in the top four, 
I don't think you're a chance. No, I don't think so either. Mm. I don't think so. So you're going to be you're going to be jostling for positions. That means with say the the Raiders, the Eels. The Eels are the ones who are coming. The well, Eels they are. are. The, yeah, they've won their last five in a row, and they sit on the same points as the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Raiders are on twenty two. Warriors twenty two. Sharks twenty two. The top three teams: Penrith, Brisbane, and Melbourne on twenty four. So you've got to say that at this stage, Penrith, Brisbane, and Melbourne look like they're going to finish in the top four. Yeah. Then and, who finishes? Then there's out of five or six teams for that last berth, which is going to be sensational to watch. And if you look at the ladder there, which you are doing, you see that the bloody Warriors are equal fourth and fifth on the ladder, yep. but equal fourth. And that, that Fanua Blake, mate, he's a wrecking ball. <sighs> Johnson's playing out. And then yeah. their back three, Wattini Zalesniak, Montoya, the fullback, they're, mate, they're red hot. Well, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are talking about Reese Walsh and the Hammer, and and I, I think the two best buys for mine this year, who are, who have kind of well, he hasn't got a notice because he's starting to get some um, attention now. Is Jermaine Hopgood? With, yeah, from Penrith, the the Eels. I think he's in my top three buys of the year, and as so is Sharns Nicker Klotstad. Mm. He's doing what Roger Tuivasa-Sheck did when he was on top of his game. Can you imagine this team next year with Roger Tuivasa-Sheck in the centres, like yeah. a Valentine Holmes mm. type of player? My goodness. They've got the forward pack. Them. You mentioned Fenua Blake. I think Fenua Blake is now level with Payne Haas as the best front rowers in the game. Mm. They both played nearly 80 minutes. Um, right behind them is Fisher-Harris and, and, and you know, you've got Campbell-Gillard. And, but I think the premier front rowers at the moment, I think, is, is a Payne Haas. And for the, what, what Fenua Blake does for the Warriors team is just amazing. As Wade Egan's got a new lease of life near Cora. You mentioned him. Near Cora's on eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so you want you want him you want him to be playing the way he is mm. at the moment. But I, you're right. Dallin Wattini Zelezniak is scoring tries for fun. Montoya is probably one of the hardest players to tackle. Full stop in the game because he's all arms and legs and his strength. So yeah, look. Warriors, man. Um, we all said it, didn't we? When, through the pandemic, we all said that these poor bastards are, are keeping <laughs> our game alive, and they're doing it begrudgingly, but they're doing it. Yeah. Now they're now they're the fruits of the labour. Now karma has come back to help them because if you believe in karma like I do, every if you're if you do something good, it's going to be multiplied by five somewhere down the track, and the yeah. Warriors are reaping the benefits of that because they they on home deck are almost unbeatable, I reckon. Mm. And let's not overlook the coach. Oh, mm. he's bloody hell. Andrew Webster. But Andrew Webster, good writer too for the Herald as well. He's doing, <laughs> he's, he's, do, he's doing both. Mate, we better move to the next game. The top of the table clash. Your blokes in Melbourne up against the Storm. Wow. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's the first time Penrith haven't been favourites in a game for a long time. I think it's Storm about $1.90 and uh, Penrith $2.10. And, of course, Nathan Cleary is out. That's the reason. If Nathan Cleary was in this game, I'd say that Penrith would be well and truly starting favourites, but he's not. Um, so it's going to be up to Jerome Luai, um, Isaiah Yeo, um, you know, Fisher-Harris, Leota, um, Dylan Edwards, who must be close to an origin berth. He must be very, very close. Even I, I'd, if you don't want to get rid of Teddy in game three, which I don't think you should, put him on the wing. Put Dylan Edwards on the wing. He started the, That's where he was in the 20s, where he was all his junior career. He was a, he was a winger centre. I'd, I'd put him on the wing. He's got he's a good carry. He's got a great carry. Um, I think some sometimes we misunderstand exactly what a winger's got to do in Origin. We, you know, obviously the fox has been great for the when he's in open pastures, but it's them first 
three or four runs off the kicks that we need, you know, meters, and mm. that's what we missed in game one and two. I'm not saying it's Fox's fault, but um, I think this is changing of the guard is is, is nigh, and I think uh, if Dylan, if the first the first player picked in the changing of the guard has got to be someone like Dylan Edwards, who for the last three or at least the last three years has led the league in, in nearly everything as far as meters go, and, um, and if we did a a rugby league Olympics or a rugby league um, Ironman, he would win it by a mile. Mm. He's, he's mm. the fittest bloke I've ever seen in my life. Does he go to MG Active? Does he? Because yeah, he stops by. He stops by. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he doesn't come. He doesn't come. Are you going? He, to... goes, with, he goes to the rival gym in my uh, neighbourhood called the Zoo. Okay, which is a great gym by our young Jason Lappin owns that. So you know, I welcome it. I love all gyms, mate. Yeah. As long as someone's doing something, I don't care where they're doing it, as long as they're doing something. Bloody yeah! But you, are you going to go storm there, mate, or are you going to stick? No, with... no, no, of course not. Of course no. not. Now, this, hush, hush. this next one is an important game for the Titans. Now, the Titans have had a win on the back of losing their coach. I can't you know, it. If, they can, if they can beat Canberra in Canberra, and yep. everyone will say the weather and the difference in climate, but if they can beat Canberra in Canberra, MG, then I think they've got six games at home over the next yeah. couple of months. So they could be looking at the bottom end of the finals. Oh, no doubt. And I think that's why ultimately Jace, Justin Holbrook is no longer coach because they apparently there was some clause to say that they should have been after so many rounds sitting in top eight by now. And, and I, I don't know what happened. I just know it was, it's a brutal and this game is brutal. We spoke about, you know, we're speaking about Ben Hunt before and players leaving. Well, what about the coaches? Mm. He, he got told, you know, they were, they were doing a, um, a review of, of his coaching record or whatever the, the, the contract. And all of a sudden, he gets called into the boss's office and said, mate, uh, as of now, we're terminating your, contra- your contract. Like, how harsh can that be? Yeah. You know, I feel sorry mm. for, for uh, Holbrook because he's a, he's a good bloke and I think he's a good operator. Yeah. But it's a business and they beat the Broncos without Tino Fasula Malawi. Now they travel to Canberra, as you mentioned, with uh, against with their old halfback, Fogarty. And mm. um, I think Canberra are going to be too strong for them. Of course, it'll be, it's going to be minus four down there this weekend. I'm heading down to, I'm heading down Saturday to watch the New South Wales Cup team play, and they're predicting snow. So, um, yeah, it's going to be hard for the Titans to go from the Sunset Strip, which is the Gold Coast, to Canberra. But um, if they can beat you're, if they can beat Canberra in Canberra, I, I, I'm going to say they're going to make the eight. Mm. All right. Uh, now, this one, you probably don't want to waste too much time on. Cowboys and Tigers. Cowboys. Okay. Uh, this one is the first game at the Gabba since 1964. The Gabba. The Gabba. Yeah. Broncos-Dolphins. Well, this is a this is a magic game. Uh, look, Broncos can't play any worse than they played last week. They were... I think sometimes throughout this origin period, you start to see that the players were affected by... You know, Payne Haas, Carrigan, um, Flegler. Flegler's out with an injury. It, it, start, it starts to catch up to you. It really does. It's a, it's a brutal game is our origin. And what we ask our players to do only five or six days after a, a, the brutality of that is to play a club game. And I think their first, uh, after the first win, they travelled to Cronulla and beat Cronulla. So I think Kevin Walters would have thought, okay, we you know we should be all right in our home deck against the Titans without Tino playing. So, but they you, sometimes your legs just don't work. You, <laughs> everything doesn't work because you're you're totally stuffed. It could be a good wake up call for the Broncos to kind of re kick their season into into uh, in the full steam ahead because the Dolphins are the Dolphins are, are fading 
dramatically. Yeah. Um, that scoreline the other week against Parramatta, who I think they scored the first try through um, uh, young young winger uh, making his debut. Oh um, uh, yes, um, yeah, you McGrady's Grady, McGrady, nephew. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it was four 0 Then all of a sudden, it was forty to four at one stage. <laughs> and I went, what the hell? So, um, yeah, look, the Dolphins. Unfortunately for them, we always thought the depth was going to be a problem, and uh, that's proven true. So, I, I think in this game, the Broncos will bounce back with a vengeance, Tony. Mate, now this one here. I know the Dogs have only won two games of their last ten, but the pressure is more on the Knights, one would suggest. And if we're talking about coaches with a oh. dark cloud over them, Adam O'Brien. Yep. What do you think? I, I, again, again, I, I I really feel sorry for coaches. I, I do. I, 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 I think that when you look at a club, unless we don't, unless we know the machinations of what's going on with their contracts and what we've signed and where they're supposed to be at a certain stage, you can only watch it on face value, and I think the Knights are better than they were last year. I think they they're playing a bit a better brand of footy. Um, you know that they look better with Gamble and um, Jackson Hastings, Hastings in the halves. Um, they miss they're missing a couple of strike players, but you know Pong has dedicated this season to the Knights. He said that I want to worry about that and not worry about any state of origin, and that's easy to say when you don't get picked in the first game. So um, he might make a who knows, Billy might say, we want you for game three. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think with the dogs, the dogs have been disappointing. The dogs and roosters for mine have probably been the two most disappointing teams of the season because we expected so much from this new franchise. Yeah. Kick out was out, you know, missed him bad. And, but it's just been a, a calamity after calamity with the dogs. They just don't seem to get it right. They seem to be, you know, in each other's way all the time when they're attacking and they're they're trying to hit too hard and missing blokes on the inside. And <clears throat> there's no even keel about them at the moment, which has got to be addressed. And the Roosters, well, they're, you know, they, they, they're just getting by at the moment. They're, it's kind of like we're waiting for the Roosters to wake up from their slumber. Mm. And I think we all know they will, but will it be too late? Um, you know, they're, they're currently sitting in uh, 12th position on 18 points with the Dolphins and with the Cowboys. And you've got to say, uh, the Dolphins and the Roosters are probably playing the same way, where the Cowboys are just starting to go past them at a, at a rate of knots. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, the, I think the Dogs. I think the Dogs, saying all that, I think the Dogs might be too strong for the Knights. And when I look at, the, when I look at teams and how they're going to go, I usually look at the home ground. Um, you know, Belmore Oval, um, this Sunday, uh, you've, Almost a packed house on that Terry Lamb Hill. Um, I think the dogs will be too tight, too 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 good for the Knights. And given what you've said about the Roosters, it, let's put injuries aside because these two sides have both had mm. a shitload. Yeah. But they Manly and the Roosters, they just need to get consistently into the winning column. So who do you like here at Four Pines Park? <sighs> This is probably the hardest one to pick. This the, the, Melbourne and Penrith, and this one are the, probably the two hardest to pick. I think for the for round eighteen. Can you believe round eighteen mm. already? This there seems to be every time Origins near the end. Once the Origin finishes, we kind of go, okay, where where's everything settled? Where's the dust settled? Okay, Manly, yeah. uh, Manly of it's Manly at thirteenth, which is it seems like yesterday they were seventh position on the ladder and looking fantastic, but that's just. That's just, you know, dissolved. I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know who's going to win this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the Roosters win it against 
Manly on, on home deck without Tommy. But I think Jake Trebojevic is back. And yeah. mm. he, we talk a lot about, you know, the origin wash-up and who done what and who didn't do what. Well, one thing we, I know for sure is that we would have been a better team if Jake Trebojevic played. I know that. And the fact that he's playing for Manly this weekend makes me lean towards Manly in a tight one. I think Manly at four points, um, maybe Ruben Garrick and Jason Saab to score a couple of tries each. All right, mate. Back to holidays for you. And, uh, of course, you can catch all these games on Triple M or the Listener app. Thanks, MG. Thank you, Tone. I'll uh, see you up at Kincumber on Friday. Looking forward to it, brother. Bye-bye, baby. Triple M footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.